0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 115 of Breeze Podcast. I'm Claudius. And I'm Jamie. And we have a brand new episode featuring John Carr of Daz Garage and Alliance Theater.
1: Oh yeah, he's made some moves.
0: New freshman.
1: Moving on up that ladder.
0: On Lions Theater campus. Mm-hmm. Running shit. Throwing parties. Doing panty raids. Oh, DJing man. on the side. He's doing all that? Yeah, skipping what? class. Doing his
1: thing. Oh, my gosh. So you God. guys need to listen to this episode. John Carr
0: the bad motherfucker. <laughs> no, John's really cool. Um, he talked to us about everything. Uh, leaving dads, how that was. Um, the cool art he got, right? I don't want to say anything, but he got a cool art piece from the dads people. Oh. For, le- for leaving. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. For, for leaving. <laughs> it's like, here,
1: no. here you go. <laughs> go away.
0: No, no, no. But they did draw a cool, like, He-Man thing. Like art of him just as he man, I yeah. think. Yeah. which was cool. But um, anyway, I'm giving away stuff from the episode. But um,
2: why would you do that? I
0: know I'm stupid. But John says it way better than I ever could. So, but he talks about his move to Alliance and what he's been up to and new things he's trying to do in the community as far as like um, you know, the Atlanta community of making it. I guess trying to put it on the map of professionals in entertainment and plays and writing and production things like that.
1: Yeah, bringing all the arts together. Exactly. Um, and bringing more light and attention to those creative people that live in in atlanta
0: exactly and a lot more on this episode um thank you john again for joining us We always appreciate you being on and talking Mm -hmm. to us and stuff like that uh is where you can find everything um, all the links to our episodes and the audio boom feed and um you know links to apple Podcasts and spotify so be sure to subscribe if you guys like our show hopefully you do enough to be listening to us ramble on right now and um give us some reviews if you can on on um apple podcast and wherever you can leave a comment that'd be, that'd be sweet you know i mean we're on facebook instagram
1: and if you want to talk to us you can also email us yeah email us everybody's podcast at gmail.com yes
0: thank you guys for tuning in and i uh, enjoyed the episode for John Carr. John. Hello. What's happening? I haven't seen you since Dragon Con. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's <laughs> been so a minute. Long ago. <laughs> How did that go for you? Was it a good, good experience? Uh, I had a
3: blast at Dragon Con. Dragon Con, I, had, so I saw a different side of Dragon Con mm-hmm. this year because normally I'm just like the guest person that runs around and wears costumes. But yeah. this year I got to do some panels, oh, which oh, was really cool. cool. Oh, and nice. I did one um, panel was like on the 80s, like a panel on the 80s. Like, oh, Disney? Yeah, your, oh, your favorite sorry. thing from the 80s. And so that was super fun. And then somebody was like, you want to be on a Who Framed Roger Rabbit panel? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I want to be on a Who <laughs> So I just like, I kind of got like invited, like did a panel, like have somebody in the audience like, oh, yeah. you're, you're funny. Want to be on my panel? And so I just panel hopped <laughs> for most <laughs> of Dragon Con. That's <laughs> like the best
1: experience. Yeah, that's pretty neat. It's, I mean, it's
3: very cool. It also made me sad about realizing like, oh man, the people on the panels don't always know what they're talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, i like, I have no idea yeah. what I'm talking about. No, that's true. You can just like
0: BS way. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's
3: pretty much, yeah, that was my Dragon experience. <laughs> BSing my way through things.
1: Yeah, I think we figured that out by going to panels a few yeah. times. You're like, wait a these second. These guys like are just <laughs> yeah, they're just making stuff up. <laughs> like one
0: nightmare scenario for a panel, uh, Dragon God, they had a Fantastic Four panel that they were talking about the 90s Fantastic right. Four movie, mm-hmm. and the whole panel was based on that, right? Uh-huh. And it was time to watch the movie, and it didn't have the movie. <laughs> and the guy was <laughs> like, We can go buy a copy at the vendor's hall. And they're like, They're closed at like 10, <laughs> and like 11 p.m. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. So Ooh,
2: wow.
0: So
1: then it turned into something completely different.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I tried to find a YouTube that didn't work out. No. Yeah. <laughs> It's <laughs> like wow. It uh, was not well planned out. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> anyway, what's for people who don't know who you are, I guess, listen to our podcast, John, um, you worked at Dad's you did marketing mm-hmm. for yep. Dads, right? That's right. Marketing director? I
3: was the r- marketing director for Dads for about five years. Nice. Yeah, and then it was an and and still R M R A um improviser. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there, I've been doing. I've been an improviser there for probably coming up on like fourteen years. Oh wow! wow. At Dad's, yeah. So That's I've been crazy. there for forever. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you remember when you first started? I'm gonna oh. cut you off. From oh no, 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 no,
3: <laughs> no. Well, it, so it was interesting. So, Dad's Garage used to be like the old system of like getting new talent would be, um, you would you'd have like the group of. St- eight or nine guys that were the Dad's Garage cast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you would volunteer there. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully one of the guys would get too drunk to show up for a show. <laughs> and then Liz, who's the house manager, would be like, you're here all the time. Yeah. You took all the classes. All right, you're in the show now. Oh <laughs> and, that's, and that's how you got stage time at Dad's. Dude, that's crazy. And so it was it was a really insane and not very productive way yeah. <laughs> of doing <with> that. <laughs> so they um, they came up with like a – like junior varsity team uh-huh. we called it the non-ensemble at the time because it was non-samble? the ensemble and the like. non-ensemble it was hilarious that uh, was cute and so <laughs> it was everybody in my level four class at the time just immediately got onto the junior vars ensemble team so like it was we were terrible we were like oh, genuinely really? <laughs> we were so bad we have a on the in the lobby at Dad's. There's a little plaque, and it's uh, commemorating the worst scene in Dad's garage history, <laughs> and that was part of the non-ensemble oh. one of our scenes.
0: At least you made some history. Well, we that, did. Right? We yeah. did. Yeah, <laughs> the
3: audience booed hard. Like they were booing so hard. Oh, that's yeah, terrible. it was not good, and we deserved it. It was a terrible scene. <laughs> well,
0: like you think back, that improv was a bit. Pressure to the scene, so they wouldn't know what to expect. In a way. Oh, you know that I mean? y- right? yes, that is yeah. true,
3: and that so. is still how bad we were. So.
0: <laughs> 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 did you Did you get on the painted wall that they have with <laughs> <Like> <laughs> the <art? laughs> that? No, we should <laughs> have. <laughs> <laughs>
3: we <laughs> should have <laughs> been on that like page of honor. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this table of honor
0: there. Like people throwing like rotten. <laughs> exactly. <fruit laughs> <and stuff. 'Cause laughs> you know how that has like the timeline. Yeah, exactly. Have you? It's <laughs> it's just like, the like never forget. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, that's great. So how was it like? like transitioning from dads to like a lot can I say uh, a lot. Uh, yeah, okay, okay, cool. yeah yeah yeah. yeah like well, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure
3: a a a deep, deep dark secret. <laughs> no, I've been I've been there for about three months now. I'm the new audience development manager at the Alliance, oh. and uh, I don't know what that is. Can you yeah, well, that? yes. I, I should probably. <laughs> nobody knows what <laughs> yeah. that is. Uh, no, so uh, basically, my job is to connect the Alliance to other organizations, outside organizations, bring in new audiences, <laughs> and then kind of like create some extra experiences for the Alliance audience. Cool. And basically, the idea is that like the Alliance has been around for you know 40 years. They've been That's around been for while. forever. Um, and they have an audience, and the mm-hmm. their audience loves them. And yeah. so yeah, yeah. as time has gone on, they've really wanted to expand and to reach a, a wider group of people. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I was brought on to do, is that's help really them cool. connect with the greater community. Because we have a really awesome arts community here yeah. in Atlanta. And so the more we can like work together and do stuff, I think the better it is for the whole community.
0: Yeah, definitely. It mm-hmm. is pretty low-key. I mean, I think it's starting to get known a little bit, but mm-hmm. yeah, you're totally right about that. No, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Did you... Find it weird leaving, that it's Like it, you left it like amicable <laughs> terms. Uh, yes. So yeah, but yeah. you've been there for so long; it might have been kind of like strange not showing up for work. right? Uh, it <laughs> was it,
3: no, absolutely. It yeah. was it was a lot different. It is very interesting because it's it is the um, you're going from a small organa- arts organization mm-hmm. to like a huge arts organization yeah, yeah. where you know we're talking about like plays that have like fifteen million dollar budgets wow. at the wow, Alliance, oh, and it's geez. like huge things like the plays that they're doing are like designed for their next stop to be Broadway. Oh, and really, so yeah. like Ooh. so they're they're huge huge plays and so it was definitely uh, an adjustment mm-hmm. um but at the same time I think the cool thing about Dad's Garage is like all the performers the Dad's Garage family everybody has a normal job. Got like oh we no, okay. most people have normal <laughs> jobs. There's maybe like 8 of us that are like on staff that it's full-time oh, do- wow. job mm-hmm. as Dad's. I didn't know that yeah, yeah, something. so we're all so, yeah, <laughs> improv does not pay. <laughs> improv does not pay very well. <laughs> but we love doing it, and we love yeah. doing what we do at Dad's. So so it was cool to, like, so like everybody was very nice, and it was cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely miss it because it's, like, I grew up the uh, artistic education director mm-hmm. and associate artistic director is Ed Morgan. Right. And so, literally, I came to Dad's, um, I think I was 96. and then he came to dad's 97 and so we've basically been going through the whole system for most of our lives and so like it's cool to like just work on a staff with like your best friends that you like you all h- work together and then you know, afterwards you go out and drink together cuz you're the people you'd hang out with anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Right. That's really cool. yeah. Yeah. yeah, so so now it's a new adventure with with yeah. cubicles and offices <laughs> and oh I'm man. like you have to make new friends. <laughs> Something <laughs> that's a <laughs> bummer, right the it, cubicles and all. I know. And it and it's also like it's it's like going to a new high school though. Got it's it. got to yeah. like it's all new people and like mm-hmm. oh man I'm going to change my persona. <laughs> I'm going to be the bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, it is a chance to revamp yourself. <laughs> it is. It's <I'm> <laughs> a rebranding there.
0: Yeah. I can see John being the bad boy of a lion <laughs> he's like pulling up in, in his old old timey car with the with the college jacket and the cigarette <laughs> <and the laughs> <this thing. laughs> like what's going on just hanging out in the hallways yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I think of George Costanza and I <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> when he's playing the bad boy, and yeah, that's yeah, why the like girl like likes him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. She's like
0: driving his dad's car. He's yeah. dressed
1: in, like, yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. That'd be amazing.
3: I want that to be my alliance experience. Man, <laughs> I want to cool. be George Costanza.
0: Yeah, <laughs> do it. <laughs> it's great. not too late. No, it's <laughs> Um, So, like, what kind of um, steps are you taking to get into your role at Alliance? I'm sure, like, you have to, I don't know, acclimate, I guess, a little bit, right? I have to
3: acclimate, but it's also kind of the idea of, like, what I have been doing up to this point has all been kind of leading to get me into a position to, like, do what I'm doing now. So, for example, um, so we do... uh, at Dad's, we do Dark Side of the Room. Mm-hmm. which are our all African American uh, yeah, improv group. Cool. And it's really fun. Uh, the whole premise is that we take a movie like E.T. or Star Wars and we show you what all the black people are doing <laughs> while the movie <laughs> is happening. Yeah. And so we've, we've been having like monthly shows. And so we've been bringing in like special guests to musicians, stand ups, and all that kind of stuff. And so being able to like connect and go out and find folks that we could bring in for this yeah. event. And so, like, my first job, my first like thing that I'm doing here at the Alliance yeah. is um, we have a new show coming out called um, um, Angry Raucous and Shamelessly Gorgeous and okay. it's um, by uh, a woman named Pearl Kleeg and she's yeah. been an Alliance writer for forever and mm-hmm. she's just this amazing African American female writer yeah. and and so we're like alright we want to create an event yeah. that because her fans love her right. and they'll always see her but my job is connect to the community so what can I do so basically what we're doing is we're doing an event with we're partnering partnering with the National Black Arts Festival oh, and cool. True Colors Theater, and we're bringing them all together to like do a showcase of like um, black artists and talk about what they're doing yeah. and talk about what we're doing with our show. And so, yeah. I'm, so they're like, all right, so now you got to find some artists. What do you do? I'm like, I'll right. just go through my Dark Side of the Room list and yeah. <laughs> bring yeah. all the people that I had. Yeah doing that over time bring those folks in yeah and i've had plenty of experience you know setting up shows for like dark side of the room and that sort of thing Mm. this is just all of those things on a bigger level taking all those artists that i met when i was Mm. jumping around and farting Mm -hmm. around at dad's garage (laughs) and those relationships that i built and then taking them here to the alliance on a bigger stage that'll hopefully help the theater alliance but also help those artists that they'll be able to be exposed more and so kind of being a conduit between Hopefully. our small arts community and, like, the greater Atlanta area.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Mm-hmm. And I imagine, like, it's probably a transition going from that, like, almost family feel to a more yeah. corporate-y type, yeah. I guess. Just kind of getting used to not yeah. being <laughs> as relaxed, maybe.
3: <laughs> no. Well, I mean, I always say it's – it's um, it's one of those, it's weird because it's actually, there's good things and there's bad things. So the, the <laughs> good thing is it's so much less stressful at the Alliance oh, than it is. was at okay. and Dad's. And yeah. the reason for that is, like, at the Alliance, there's different departments. There's, like, a marketing team that has, like, six people yeah. on there. And then yeah. there's yeah. their artistic team. And then there's all this. And, like, when I'm, you know, are when I'm doing marketing for Dad's at Dad's, it's like, mm-hmm. it's just me. So I'm, yeah. like, I come up with the ideas and <laughs> yeah. I pull out photoshop and i make the graphic and then i put it up on the the social media and so i have to do everything myself and like and if something got missed there's only one person whose fault that is (laughs) it's mine and if it doesn't sell well then there's somebody's whose fault that is and it's me and so like so so it's uh, it's nice kind of like being a part of a team Mm -hmm. and like not everything falling on your shoulders it's harder now because now to like work with other people yeah and you and you realize like oh man it's I don't. I don't know if I like working with other people. Can I just do this <laughs> myself? Let me do this myself. Cause
0: you're so used to being self-sufficient.
3: I yeah, was. Yeah. Exactly. Just you know, g- get some whiskey one night, <laughs> stay up late, pull out Photoshop, and just knock out a bunch <laughs> of graphics one evening while watching Rick and Morty's. Like that's, oh, my gosh. that. That's yeah. a that's a that's a great evening. Whereas now it's like I have I fill out like a graphics request form, and yeah. I turn it in. I have to give them a week to k- put together the graphics, and I'm like, oh man. I I just, I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do it. You're
1: like, you create it on the side. You're <laughs> yeah. like, what do you think of this track? Yeah, you yeah. like it? <laughs> <laughs> you like it? You want to do it? I mean, you know, you can choose mine.
3: <laughs> exactly. But then I do it, and then the graphics come back, and I'm like, oh man, that's so much better than I could ever oh. do. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so much, I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm the worst. <laughs>
0: so I'm guessing you like self taught Photoshop. Oh, yeah. Okay. Lots of YouTube, YouTube videos. YouTube University. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 It helps though.
3: I mean, it does. Yeah. It does. I learned so much. I got. I went down a rabbit hole two Y'all nights ago. Yeah, right? and so I discovered. I started looking up YouTube videos on how to flirt. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> so like picking up, picking up tips and tricks oh on how to yes. how to like. Make eye contact yeah. at a bar, so and yeah. Not, like and not be creepy while
0: making exactly eye. contact Exactly and at not be bar. creepy while yeah.
3: making eye. contact. Yeah, all so right, like I'm so an expert now.
0: Next
1: up, YouTube. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Do you have any tips you can share with us now? Us yeah. Okay. So, so one I'll, one, I'll tell you.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So first of all, you have to understand it's tips from YouTube. So first of all, <laughs> if you're if you're a dude and you're like, I'm gonna teach other dudes how to flirt, you're probably a, a douchebag. So so yeah. So a lot of the tips were terrible tips. Like one, one, one of the tips was when you go up to a girl and you want to you know be funny, make yourself laugh. Don't worry about if she's laughing; as long as you're laughing, she'll reason? see that you're confident and she'll want to laugh too. So don't even worry about her. <laughs>
0: this, was, this wasn't a spoof video; it was an actual. Tip. No, this is actual tip. This oh is a gosh. dude. He's just like
3: that classic amazing. mistake, guys. Oh my gosh. <laughs> don't worry about making her laugh; make oh you man. and your bros laugh. That's all you need. <laughs>
0: Like, because you know because women don't have brains they go along with whatever you do so.
1: <laughs>
3: it was it was kind of the worst oh and the God. funniest thing ever at the same time
2: Definitely.
1: so comedic relief nonetheless yeah, yeah. absolutely
0: always always uh, i'm guessing you had more freedom making marketing decisions at dads than you do at alliance right well <laughs> yes so the yes there's
3: <laughs> Because, one, because I was, like, it was mm, – I was the department, so I only had, like, one person to get <laughs> permission from so I could do whatever I wanted to. Yeah. Um, but then, two, it's just the the way the brand is set up. Like, right. the, the joke – like, the not the joke, but, like, the thing we were looking at, like, like one of the things that we never got to do – I wanted to do before we left was like do dad's garage ads on Pornhub, like it's like crazy. Like there's our target yeah. audience. Everybody's seeing it. Yeah, exactly. A couple it times a day. It yeah. would stick out. <laughs> <laughs> it would stick out amongst the other ads. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> oh, I wanted to
3: do that. There was uh, another thing that I really wanted to do. Um, Mailchimp mm-hmm. had this program like years and years ago where they were they got some weather balloons and to try to send the first email from space. Oh really? Yeah. And so they had like oh, yeah. three. They did three attempts and it didn't really work out the way they wanted it to yeah. um, but a, a buddy of mine over there was tell me about that and so I was like oh man if we could partner with him and we could send the first fart from space <laughs> and so like like Laura the manager director signed off on the idea <laughs> and we're, like, we had some meetings about like what yeah. the logistics of sending a fart from space <laughs> would be <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I love to say the one of those meetings that you guys. <laughs> yeah, this is fast. like,
3: let's talk about how we could send this <laughs> fart from space. <laughs> 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 and oh I'm like, God. so yes, yeah, so I had freedom to do all types of things uh, <laughs> <laughs> that you know the alliance probably wouldn't get really behind sending a fart <laughs> from
2: space.
1: <laughs> but it's nice that you're still a part of Dad's and you know in the oh. improv way because. Then you can let off some steam. Still absolutely, see your friends. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Goof I'm off.
3: <laughs> we're we're having and like I'm probably doing more now artistically now because oh, yeah. next summer is going to be crazy. Wait, when does this podcast come
0: out? Um, Where it'll come out be- after Pi Day, so after the 14th of March, <laughs> like <laughs> after the 14th. Okay, like maybe like late March. Early okay, April, cool. Yeah. I'll give
3: you guys a secret. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, secret. So fun. the tentative plan mm-hmm. is to remount Wrath of Khan. Which is Amazing. our our uh, Dragon Con mm-hmm. um, play that we did. So we're trying yeah. to we're gonna we're as it stands right now. Depending on if anything changes, we're gonna try to do that. And then hopefully we're right. We're working on a second script um, with me Ed and Z where we're writing Con two. <laughs> so <laughs> we're gonna try to we're <laughs> try to write them like back to back and do nice. awesome. them back to back. So like, it's a really cool. So like yeah, so now I'm like I'm doing more on the artistic side yeah. than I was for even that's the really cool, Yeah. So it's yeah. it's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's cool that you get to do more now that you know, all the marketing isn't on your shoulders. Exactly. That's yeah. somebody else's problem. You're not staying up late <laughs> doing uh promos <laughs> and graphics. Exactly. <laughs> did
0: you um r- did you hire your replacement or do you still care of that?
3: Um yeah, I think they have they have a new hire. Um her name is Chelsea, and I forgot her okay. last name, but cool, she's cool. she's starting next week. So, nice. okay. yeah, so I'm still, but I'm still going to be there to like help train her and like, because I did a poor job of writing things down. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's crazy, like what you don't think about, like when you yeah. go to tell someone how to do your job. It's like. Yeah. Oh, things, all this yeah. stuff just comes second nature, <laughs> like yeah, crap.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it's like major stuff too that you just like leave out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, writing it down. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it'll be like two months later. It's like, oh yeah, you need to do this too. <laughs> I forgot to tell exactly. you that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So
3: it's she's I'm gonna do my best, but she's gonna definitely have to use some YouTube videos to yeah, figure some stuff out. You just like make her like a YouTube playlist. Yeah, really <laughs> a <She> it's like, <laughs> like here's all the stuff you should write. <laughs> to watch I uh, did not write it down
0: and, yeah. and, and then just like plop that flirt video yeah exactly like right <laughs> in the middle <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about making them laugh
3: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. But you you
0: went back to school for marketing, right? I yeah. did. But yeah, people I, need to know that it takes work to do what you're doing. It it <laughs> does. I did.
3: A, I made a terrible mistake in that my senior year at Georgia State, my last year, mm-hmm. uh, my last semester, actually coincided right with rehearsals for Black Nerd. Oh, wow. And so okay. I was okay. like going to school full time, working full time, and insane. doing the rewrites for Black Nerd and oh, being goodness. rehearsal like all at the same time yeah. and that was insane wow. it was an crazy amount of yeah. work but every i got my degree and Black Nerd came out all right and Yeah, and I finished up at dad. So like I survived, guys. Yeah, I survived. Possibly, yeah. It's it's wonderful.
0: Yay. Yeah. It's, it's nice to hear stories like that because people think uh that's impossible to do all that stuff. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And Absolutely. I'm sure it's close to impossible because it's ridiculous all Yeah, that time. I'm sure you got like zero sleep. Bro. No, I did
3: I <laughs> it was it was not a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely I went to um like there was like a three month period where I was just like working and doing all this stuff and then i got done i was like oh, relief and then i'm like oh my god i have a gross blob i gotta active. get yeah i gotta go back to go being active yeah. i'm like i'm Guys, I don't want to admit this publicly. <laughs> I might be joining a gym. And <laughs> right. I don't I don't want to be that guy, man. but I'm going to be that guy. Yeah. I'm going to join a gym. Amen.
0: Oh, Sometimes you have to just do it. You know? yeah, yeah,
3: it's it sucks. My metabolism used to be amazing. It was right. a magical thing <laughs> where I could eat anything and just stay the same size. Yeah. And then I... And then I got old, and it all fell <laughs> apart. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> this is as pretty as I'm going to get. Like, not, like knowing that this is this is, this is is as good looking. Like, <laughs> take a picture, guys. <laughs> <This Nah>. is, <laughs> it's all downhill from no, here. No, I'm, I'm sure it's not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You'll you be one of those people
1: genes. that, like, age beautifully. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's true, man. the goal, right? You yeah, just want to become more and more beautiful <laughs> with age. Like, I don't care what I look like when I was 20. Yeah. It doesn't matter.
3: Yeah. I want to I be the judy dench of Did men you, right you're,
2: you're,
0: you're, you're like a look yeah exactly yeah. yeah it'd be perfect <laughs> you'll be good <laughs> so what what went into writing black nerd and how was that process for you i know that was like a huge milestone for you right it it, w- it was that?
3: yeah it was a it was a very cool process it was a scary process yeah um I, <laughs> it was it was funny because i don't know that i would have done it by myself if I knew that I was doing it by myself because originally it was supposed to be written. It was me and two other guys were supposed to write it. Yeah, And so we like got together and we had our meetings like kind of split up like how we're going to write it and Mm -hmm. then we're like all right here's a deadline day we'll come back we'll show what we have and then we'll We'll go from there. And we got back, and like I was the only one who had written anything. <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, guys, we're rescheduling. I'm going to write a little yeah. bit more. I'll write your scenes, and then you guys write this part. So mm-hmm. we did that, and we came back, and they hadn't written anything. Oh. So I was like, all right, well, then I'll write. And so I accidentally wrote the whole thing myself. <laughs> so I just kept doing it. Yeah. Um, but I think it, on one hand, it was like it made it much less of a daunting process right. because I was yeah. just writing little bits at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then the other part of it was like I think it definitely helped me kind of – keep it focused Got and it. keep it on a making a point yeah yeah definitely. a single idea and that i think helped push the story forward right um and so it was a fun experience excuse me um but i think one of the cool things was that a lot of times at dads we'll um we'll come up with ideas and we'll mm-hmm. write the things and we have our own internal like process but one of the things i really wanted to do was try to make something that would work not just on the dad's garage stage but that would work well um in other stages so i have a um a good friend, Jacob York, who was working at Stage Door Players. And okay. so, like, we did a public stage reading oh, wow. for Black Nerd before it even went up. That's and, like, the feedback in front of, like, a non-Dad's Garage audience, yeah. like, really helped, you know, yeah. get some insight. And then we did a couple of other stage readings and had mm-hmm. some workshops. And so we really spent some time, like, developing the script. So right. the script process, the whole thing probably was, like, a year and a half from, like, writing it wow. to starting to write to it to, like, wow. like, getting yeah. into rehearsals and stuff like that but I think it made a much tighter story mm-hmm. and made a much tighter and a better script yeah. sort of thing. And so it's been fun going through that process. Mm-hmm. And now I'm on like the uh, other end of it. Okay. And now I'm learning about like the business of theater and like, mm-hmm. how do you get your play? Cause it's a much different process than like a movie yeah. or like a short mm-hmm. film. So I'm learning how to like get your play produced in other theaters and around the country and, yeah, trying to figure that whole that's thing out. Cool. Yeah. That's
1: yeah. awesome. Yeah. So like, what's your goal with that? Like, how far would you want it to go?
3: Well, I think for me, it's more of a it's just kind of two-fold thing. So on one hand, I'd love it to go all over the country <laughs> and I <laughs> become sorry. super famous and make <laughs> a million dollars. Yeah. Um, that's what I'd like for <laughs> it to happen. Um, but honestly, I would just love for it to get pr- if I can get it produced in like two or three other theaters, I would mm. be happy about that cuz I think specifically what i'm really interested in is seeing the reaction of to the play outside of uh, atlanta and dad's garage bubble because we have such a specific audience at dad's garage Mm -hmm. a specific group of people i'm very curious to see how our stuff plays outside of that because ultimately like one of my long-term goals is to create a system because they're not really a good system right now if you are a playwright in atlanta there's not a good system for getting your stuff a produced here in atlanta and then b getting it produced beyond atlanta most of the playwrights who have been able to do that have kind of just had to like do it themselves and so for me especially when you talk about like how we evolve our arts community there's Mm got to be a way because we have so many talented writers artists performers in Atlanta, we have to create ways of getting them out into the rest of yeah, the world. Right. Otherwise, we're just kind of all circling here, yeah. mm-hmm. you That's know, true. doing our own thing. So, so for me, it's kind of like I want to learn that side of it so that I can create, like, put some systems in place yeah. and, and say, like, all right, here, if you are an Atlanta playwright and you have a good play, mm-hmm. we have some ways to kind of connect it to the bigger country and get it out into the world. That's awesome.
0: So, yeah. You're like making avenues for people to get. Up. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool, well,
3: that's that's what I want to do, yeah. and I th- I think that's really why I took this job because like, dance garage was a super fun job. Course, like it yeah, was yeah. so fun, mm-hmm. um. But and if I want to do more for yeah. the community and make some bigger changes, yeah. then I have to I have to like take a leap and work for a bigger organization yeah, and like definitely. do some stuff that makes me uncomfortable and right, and yeah. then. Are is it always about farts? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) the
1: things that make you uncomfortable though are the things that are worth it. Absolutely,
3: yeah, absolutely.
0: I was going to ask you that, like, (laughs) what your thought process was for jumping into that pool, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah.
3: I mean, it's it. What it comes down to is, I I think that I'm a big believer, and like, I'm not the only person who said this, but like, Atlanta's at this point where. We have the writers, we have the artists, we have the performers, we have the crews, we have the equipment, we have the skill set. We have everything that a city that is a huge arts um, city needs. Mm -hmm. The thing that we're missing (laughs) is um, (laughs) – the thing we're missing are – the decision makers and the producers, yeah. the people who say yes to ideas. Um, and what happens is we start losing our most talented people to New York and LA because yeah. they want to get their stuff made of and get course. their stuff up there. So yeah. we have to create ways to in Atlanta yeah. to be able to have that here yeah, right. um, so that we can start being a funnel to the rest of the country. And so for me, I feel like we can do it, but I have to like, I have to a, learn how to, be a better producer and learn how to like uh, shepherd shows through the process and development process and get them to a point where they're, they could be appreciated and respected on a national level and then I have to be able to have the connections with people who you know quite frankly have money right. to to yeah. help make this stuff happen because <laughs> yeah. we have to connect the artist to the money and right. so And so, like, I had to put myself in another position, in a position where I could start learning those skills Mm -hmm. and being connected to those people. And that's why I took this job. And because ultimately I want to be a part of what makes the next generation of Atlanta artists the biggest and brightest generation yet.
0: Yeah, that's, that's huge. That's that awesome. Make, that, <laughs> that makes you want to stay
1: in L.A. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. Absolutely. I mean, that you know, people are trying to like create those paths, you know, yeah. and make it easier for artists and stuff. Like, it's pretty cool. It
3: is, and I think it's because I grew up in L.A. I grew up in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. born and raised. Yeah. And it's a very different atmosphere. Like yeah, out there, sure. it's no <laughs> people aren't looking for ways to help artists; they're looking for <laughs> ways to help themselves because, like, of it's course. a it's a very aggressive sort of. Yeah. Um, community and existence out there and i think we have a unique thing in that it is such a people don't don't hate that much here right. in atlanta amongst yeah. the artists there's not that competition there's not that like k- undercutting each other <laughs> yeah. like i'm a, i and so i had a choice to make of like i could either stay in the la mm-hmm. and just focus on me and make sure that my career tries to g- take it as far as it can go yeah. in la and that's it or i could be it in atlanta and I could spend my time helping other people, and just be on the forefront of the great breakthrough that Atlanta yeah. happen has or the great renaissance in Atlanta. And I'd rather be on the renaissance, in you know, yeah. be with a group of people helping a group of people on a renaissance versus just in LA by myself, right? Yeah, yeah fighting for myself. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, I think that's really cool. I mean, it seems like there is like a really loving community. You know, people helping each other and mm-hmm. looking out for each other here. Mm-hmm. So um you definitely see that like at dad's garage and stuff oh like yeah. with people working together and do different projects and uh, absolutely um, yeah so yeah mm. so i know you just started alliance yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> obviously this is your next step so <laughs> like what are you looking to do like further out like what's your next step after alliance you think what's your goal
3: um i think for me the goals are i mean a couple of things one, I'd, I'd love to continue staying connected with Alliance. I think, I think the one, not the one, but one of the great things about them is that they're one of the few organizations that is connected to the national um, scene. Mm. And so, like they, like, they do shows on their stage, and then it goes directly to Broadway, you know? And, like, they have those types of relationships yeah. where those connections can be made and that sort of thing that's really cool. So I want to definitely <laughs> stay there, but I definitely I'm definitely one of those people that like I want to do my my own projects. Yeah. And for I think for right now like the next big project that I want that's like on my own is um is kind of creating something for playwrights. Yeah. And so just creating like a network of like taking the plays that have been written by Atlanta playwrights having them in a single location and mm-hmm. start looking at doing, like, uh, Atlanta playwriting festivals yeah. or um, getting, connecting art artistic directors to the work that's happening here. Because, yeah. like, artistic directors are busy. They're trying to keep their theater afloat so they right. don't have a lot of time to go yeah. see every single show that's happening yeah. in town. That's so, awesome. like, creating easy ways f- to connect them to yeah. the artists that are here, whether it be a database of, like, plays or, like, if they're, like, we want to do more, Atlanta plays like great. Yeah. Here's th- here's some plays. Here's the database. Here's you tell me what you're looking for. I can give you three scripts that were written by Atlanta artists yeah, yeah. to do that. So you can be supporting, right, yeah, yeah, the people here.
0: So, yeah.
1: Cool. yeah, that's, yeah, that's cool. inspirational
0: <laughs> <for writers laughs> to hear that. I mean, because mm-hmm. sometimes you're writing or you have an idea, you don't know where to turn. Mm-hmm. Whenever you get the thing done, you're like, all right, what do I do now? Yeah, Let exactly, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah,
3: and there's so many organizations that are doing. Like everybody's trying to do their own like their own like everybody has a version of like developing new artists right, and yeah. they're a theater company and but they're all trying to do everything themselves. Yeah. And so I'm a big believer that like if we can find ways to partner with folks rather than a theater trying to be every step for th- an artist development, right. saying like, all right, you be you handle brand new writers Mm -hmm. and you just do beginner classes and then i'll do this theater will handle like more expert and this theater will handle workshops and stage readings and this theater will handle like new productions and that we can start creating a pipeline that is everybody working together doing the thing that they're best at right versus everyone trying to do everything themselves in a silo yeah yeah because
1: i would think like as an artist you know you're really at what you do, and mm. it's discouraging trying to like figure out how to get it here and how to do this piece of it, and right. Like, move it forward. So, that I'm sure that's an amazing thing to, for the people out there that are creating, yeah, to, to have that to look forward to, yeah, yeah.
0: Totally. totally. Like, I, I didn't know is that they have like acting classes too, or the lines?
3: So oh, yeah, really cool, yeah, yeah. They have, I mean, <laughs> and that's uh, kind of the second part of my job is like they have a lot of like, they have acting classes, mm-hmm. they have theater for like, for uh. Elementary age kids and they have oh theater wow. for like three or four like they have That's theater awesome. performances for three and four year olds How That's cute. Cute. and it's <laughs> adorable so they have the theater <laughs> for the very young they have acting classes they have on-camera acting classes yeah. Yeah. they have um, this incredible education wing right. they have grants for local artists That's they have awesome production so like there's all these things that like honestly n- nobody knows about like yeah. i only learned about yeah. it because i was like going through the interview process yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and so part of my other job is like getting out there and like telling people about the availability opportunities that the alliance has Yeah, because totally. like people feel like it's very closed off it's like no we have all these great opportunities mm-hmm. we just right. haven't done a great job of communicating right. that to the bigger community
0: yeah, like, when I saw that acting classes, like, I'm the kind of person that's, like, picking up hobbies. just <laughs> <Yeah. make us laughs> i So like, that'd be fun, just take an yeah. acting class, you know? So, okay. yeah. And I remember you are like, you're there, too. And I was like, oh, John, probably, probably bump into John if I take an acting yeah. class. <laughs> yeah, it would be great. Yeah, you should <laughs> yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. trying to find, like, other avenues to, you know, have a good time, I guess. <laughs> yeah,
3: well, every once in a while they have a free acting class, so cool. you can kind of come in and try it out and see That's if it's fun. something you want to try. Yeah. Out. So yeah.
0: Because it terrifies me. Like, <laughs> I just <should> do it. <laughs> it's, it's a great reason to do it yeah, if it scares yeah. you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> going going back to the black nerd thing, I noticed like um the marketing uh, had like a vibe, like an Atlanta vibe, the it Don Glover Atlanta vibe. What what from that show inspired that kind of approach? To
3: well, it was honestly, it was it was tough because the challenge with marketing that show is that we were trying to say a whole lot mm-hmm. in a very little amount of time. So it, okay. when we're doing the marketing, we're trying to, I'm not necessarily trying to give you the whole rundown. You, you should know every bit of the show, yeah, but right, right. You, should, you should know what you're getting into. You should yeah. know what the vibe is. And I think um, we were trying to convey this idea that it was definitely a a play about... African Americans, mm-hmm. but it wasn't an African American play. And I think there's a difference between that, where okay. there's definitely, yeah. you know, either the the classic example is like a Tyler Perry. Like okay. Tyler Perry has plays, yeah, um, mm-hmm. and they're for African Americans. And and the challenge is that because it, it works both ways, there are those plays where you know, um, you know, there's. A There's Oklahoma, Mm -hmm. which, you know, as an African-American, you're like, oh, well, that's not for me. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's a Tyler Perry play where it's like as a as a Caucasian or white person, you're like, well, that's not really for me. (laughs) And so so we're so the idea of marketing for black nerds was like, how do we convey that Mm -hmm. this is definitely a play about African-Americans, but it's not just for African-Americans and in combining that idea of like nerdiness and, yeah. and the African American experience. And yeah. so we were having a hard time figuring out how to show that visually okay. in a way that like encompasses everything. Yeah. And the closest thing we could think of was Atlanta. Right. Where right. that is a show that revolves around uh, black people, mm-hmm. but it's definitely not a show that's just for black people. Right. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's one of those like critically claimed that deals with some tough issues but yeah. is also funny. Definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, so we're like, yeah, it's like Atlanta. And so, the um, the poster, it was very interesting. I really, I was very happy with the poster because it's a parody poster of the great. Atlanta, yeah, like uh, cool. Atlanta poster. Yeah. But it's fascinating because, I would say seventy percent of the people didn't see it oh, or really? didn't, get didn't get that. Okay. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't know. Yeah, they just thought it was a cool poster, which yeah. I was also very cool. <laughs> I was like also very happy about. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like I could tell who, who was connected mm-hmm. to like what's happening right now in the right. world based on, like, do you get this post? If you don't get it, then you're not cool. <laughs> 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 like, right, right. You're not c- and so, yeah. like, I, I thought I... So there was a lot of that, and then I was also, <laughs> like... Um, and we we did this thing that was like my, my own personal little thing. Like mm-hmm. in the background there's like this building. If you look real closely you can see it's the Marriott Hotel. Because oh, really? like nothing says Dragon Con to me yeah, right. than the, the Marriott Hotel. That's so true. Yeah. So like a little little Easter egg in there. Yeah. Right? This is this is what happens when you're the marketing director and yeah. you write the play, it just becomes a very self indulgent. Like <laughs> yeah. like I'm doing art now with my posters. <laughs> I'm a big deal. <laughs>
0: So like what was the process of getting of getting that look you wanted, like photo wise and like your creative process of making that poster. I'm just really interested to know I'm, how that was like.
3: For me it was it was a lot of um because at the same time it's it's kind of that I don't want it to be just I didn't want it to be like a direct rip-off yeah. of just like this is clearly just the Atlanta poster with my face on right. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um I don't want it to do that, but I want it to I wanted to have that base so that it would connect with people that recognized and they could connect. Like, okay, yeah. I recognize what this is. And then it was the idea of like, all right, how do we, there were certain things that we needed. We needed it to, we wanted the poster to be darker. We right. wanted to be, because it's a, it's a, it's the dark. It's probably one of the darkest shows that Das Garage has ever done. Okay. Um, just tonally. Yeah. Um, there are some real like tear jerking moments in it. Yeah. Um, and then we knew we had to have a black face on that, yeah, right. on that, um but then it was also just about nerd them, and so we're mm-hmm. trying to f- get that other idea across and so um so that's why so it's just, so that's why it's Avery who's the star of it, and yeah. then we just have like a stormtrooper and a spider man <laughs> like right next to yeah. him sort yeah. of thing, and like because i'm also I'm also that we, we all talk within dad 's garage that um. The least funny person. Every anytime I've met a new person, and if they say in the first, second, or third sentence, "You know, I'm a pretty funny guy," oh I know for sure you're, you're not a funny exactly. guy. You are the opposite of funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. People who tell, call themselves and say they are funny are you, yeah. yeah are the the least funny people in the world. Yeah, totally. But we're re- we're really aware <laughs> of that in dad's garage marketing, so we yeah. stay away from saying that we're funny. That makes like sense. Yeah. what we want to do is not say we're funny mm-hmm. we want to just be funny yeah so yeah, the yeah. so the f- mm-hmm. the marketing material that we put out the things we do the text the copy mm-hmm. it the copy should make you laugh right and then you'll get that it's funny and yeah. i never have to say we're funny right and yeah. so that was that was a big thing with with like the poster and the design it's like what can we do to make this like right. serious and dark but yeah. silly and funny and that contrast is always a funny thing yeah. yeah yeah
0: that's what i got from the poster like i didn't see it as a copy because i'm a yeah. fan of atlanta yeah. Yeah. The show yeah. and I was like, oh, cool, and, and the pops of red with the Pokeball and stuff mm-hmm. like that—that that was, cool. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. that
3: was great. It was—it was so funny because we have a graphic designer. Okay. And yeah, yeah. Um, I told him, I, I told him the v- my vision for the poster. <laughs> yeah. <it was> good. <laughs> and, and so <laughs> his, his first, his first thought was like, so he, his response was like, "This is dumb." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like this is what I want. I know. <laughs> so he's like, "All right, fine. If we're gonna do this, yeah. you got to go all the way." Because right. I just had them like all like lined up <laughs> next to each other. And I did the worst. I'd never do this. If you work with a graphic designer, never do this. What but then I, like, made a mock-up of the poster. <laughs> oh, and them I'm them like, them. and I'm like, make it like this. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure, like, pissed him off greatly. Uh, but fortunately, <laughs> he's a really, he's a sweet guy yeah. and, like, puts up with my BS. Um, so he's just like, if you're going to do it, you got to go all the way. So he put the Pokeballs in their mouths. Yeah, and was it was cool. just like, oh, that's so much better. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> that's a nice input there. Yeah. <laughs>
2: that's cool.
3: So that was great. Yeah.
0: Um, so as far as like moving forward with stuff you're writing now, are you gonna be writing anything like that Come comes straight from you for Alliance or are you just gonna try to get other people on as you said before? Like yeah. get their work out there, I mean, sorry.
3: Yeah, so right now, um, the Alliance has a um so like I'm not I'm not writing anything okay. for the Alliance. They have one playwright in residence yeah. who is their um who's, like, the one person who, like, every year right. writes something for the Alliance. Um, but beyond that, um, they kind of pick and choose their season okay. um, based on a, a million different factors. And yeah. very rarely is it actually, like, in the regular season, is it a Atlanta uh, play. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the thing that they have that's great is um, a lot of, like, um, resources to help writers and that yeah. sort of thing. Right. So that's... that's um, That's been awesome. I think for me, it's kind of trying to figure out what my next steps are. I definitely want to help other people. Yeah, totally. Um, I definitely want to write more. Um, But I do think, like, one of the big lessons that I've found is, like, there's a difference between writing plays for theater and writing Mm -hmm. plays for Dad's Garage. Got it. And there there are two different animals. Like, we're going to write this play for Wrath of Khan, and we'll probably make some tweaks to it. But I don't see another theater being able to do Wrath of Khan. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So I definitely want to do Wrath of Khan and finish that up. But then I'm going to attempt to do like my straight theater mm-hmm. play. Yeah. And see if I can get that off the ground. That'd be And awesome. just you know, kind of start the process. Because the other part of it is like one of the things I r- recognized was like I shot myself in the foot with Black Nerd. <laughs> yeah. Um, because um, it's it had its world premiere already. Right. And so yeah. most theaters want to have the world premiere of a play if they take a chance on it. Got it, yeah. And so as a result, um, most contests, like there are a lot of like play reading contests mm-hmm. and like and all that I can't submit Black Nerd to because right. it's already been produced. Oh, right, mm. right. So I have to, so like one of my, so my next thing is like I have to write a play that hasn't been produced and then I could submit it to like playwriting festivals and development festivals yeah. and like see about it getting, um, uh, into a theater that that has a little bit more connection, that maybe a theater in, like, a New York or no, Chicago would be, be, be able to produce it, and that would... That'd be awesome. Yeah, I and that would that. definitely make the process of getting it produced more yeah. often easier.
0: And, and I, I think it would do really well
3: in those cities. I mean,
0: definitely has the vibe that people want to, you know, gravitate towards, something like that. Yeah, that'd I think awesome.
3: we're... Yeah, trying to balance that entertainment yeah. and art right. is, um, mm-hmm. is, is different, and it's tough.
0: Yeah, so... Yeah. Can anyone can people in, in Atlanta look forward to Black Nerd being on a <laughs> stage anytime soon? Or that's kind of they kind of missed it if they missed it. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you, you blew it. <laughs> um,
3: no, no, no. I would definitely love to um to have it done again somewhere in Atlanta. Okay, um, that'd be awesome. Yeah, Atlanta's very good about producing new work. Mm-hmm. We're not very good about remounting old work. Got it. Um, so it's gonna take a little bit of work to get someone uh, or somewhere to do it yeah but yeah. um yeah definitely love to try to get it done yeah that'd be sweet yeah
0: because yeah. i know it, it was at dad's for a few months right and then you yeah. came it back like for another run I think?
3: no it, it we had we had i think we had a little bit of an extended run okay. at dad's okay. um it it did very well but <laughs> i mean i'm also like i'd be up for like if there was a smaller theater company in town that yeah. wanted to remount it versus doing like the seven stages of the horizon right so if you're a small theater company yeah. and you're looking for a script, you wanna totally redo Black Nerd. That's cool with me.
0: So like, what's the process of, or what's the idea behind like, or the rule, unknown rule? Like, say it already did its thing at Dad's. Could you take it back to Dad's for like another run, or is that like a no-no in the theater world? I mean, unknown you
3: could script. absolutely do it. So okay. I, so if this is like one of those big things that Dad's done that mm-hmm. not a lot of people know. So if your work at, if you work at Second City are. Um, improv olympic or any of the big um i ucb um if you work there and you make like say you make a sketch mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. uh ucb owns that sketch okay and so you have you'd have to like if you wanted to take your own show on the road you'd have to like work out negotiate a way to oh. get the rights back from because oh. anything created at ucb is property of UCB. Oh, got it. Okay. So one of the kind of the revolutionary things that Dad's Garage has done, because we had never had an uh, intellectual property like, yeah. policy. Um, I think about two or three years ago, we came up with our intellectual pro- policy, mm-hmm. and the rule is, if you make it at Dad's Garage, you yeah. own it. Oh, wow. 100%. And so the only requirement is that you say it was first done at Dad's Garage. Got it. Um, okay. so, so, like, uh, Wicked, which was a... Uh, uh, m- musical that we did last <laughs> yeah. year Travis Sharp did, <laughs> yeah. like Travis is having that produced at another theater. I think it's in Chicago, I think, really awesome. and they're, oh. they're doing it there, and so like Dad's Garage doesn't yeah. get any money from that. We don't get anything from it, okay. but I think the more of our stuff that kind of goes out into the world, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think the more it kind of puts Dad's Garage on the map and yeah. so creating, eliminating as many barriers to that, I right. think is super important. So like Black Nerd... I can do whatever I want with it. Like I can I think probably the most likely thing is that I'm I'm reworking it to a a film script. Oh cool. And so try to see if I can get like a a company to finance and do like a, a short film. That's awesome. Yeah, the Black Nerd Short Film. So so those are kind of the things that I'm looking at. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jamie's totally to making noises. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> 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 so like, as far as like, it being possibly into like a short film, um, are you big on the Atlanta Film Fest now? Or oh, yeah. yeah.
3: I love the Atlanta Film Fest. I, um, I think we have a lot of cool things. But I also think, here's my big thing with the Atlanta Film Fest, is that I think every year that I've gone... I've seen production value go up. I've seen yeah. acting quality go up. I see people getting better and better and better. I think the one area that I would love to see improve more and I think that can be worked with a lot of people is the writing. Okay. And okay. I think what inevitably happens is somebody is a filmmaker and they want to make a film so they yeah. write a film. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think there are it's film or writing is like any other skill. It's a yeah. skill set that like takes work and effort and practice, uni- and, in practice yeah. and there needs to be people that are that that's what they want to do is right. they want to write and they'll spend their time yeah. perfecting that skill and I think rather than filmmakers just plopping down on the, their couch and write, banging out a script <laughs> yeah. um finding ways to like connect writers to those filmmakers and so that you can still have see that quality of writing yeah, go up totally. yeah, yeah I think it's an important thing
0: do you um do you see yourself as a writer first or how do you see yourself no. like first? Like I, what I do you <laughs> call yourself. <Like> I, yeah. <laughs> wow. <Well, laughs>
3: I you know what I people no. ask me yeah, I'm, I'm so much oh, the yeah. greatest. Yeah. That is what I call <laughs> myself. Um I I people ask me that and it's oh, cuz yeah. I I'm, okay. I'm into a lot of different things. If I had to like sum it up, it's like I'm a storyteller. Cuz nice. I'm actually like when you talk about like spelling, grammar, like writing skill, I'm terrible. (laughs) I'm a terrible, (laughs) terrible writer. (laughs) <laughs> but the thing that I'm very good at is I'm a good storyteller. Cool. And that's what I can do. Um, and, and it encompasses a lot of it because, like, I write, but yeah. I also do improv. Yeah. But I also was a professional wrestler for a couple of years. And I was Are you like. serious? Oh, Wait, yeah. joking. I know. I was a professional wrestler <laughs> for what? three I years. How did you that oh, one? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, wrestled, I wrestled as Timmy McClendon for PCW, which is pr- uh, Platinum Championship Wrestling. Yeah. Um,
0: I remember Cameron talking about that in one of my songs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah,
3: and so I I did it. And it was great, and it was so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell this story. Um, Please
0: do, because I'm really interested.
3: Dad's garage. Years and years ago, we had this show called um, Brawl, and okay. it was like a wrestling show. But the first year we did it because you know we don't have you know, wrestlers, right. it was it was all action figures. Okay. So they would just do action, <laughs> they would they would be wrestlers That's and you'd improvise great. and then when the match happened you get two action figures and then you'd act oh. out the <laughs> wrestling match with action figures. That sounds like fun. it was, a, it was ridiculous. Yeah. But then there was a wrestling school in town and so we partnered with them okay. and one of our performers worked with them so they brought in real wrestlers so we would do like the improv and like the the promos and like that and then the real wrestlers would come in and they would do like wrestling exhibitions and stuff like that and it was so cool working with them and so they would show us some wrestling moves and then we would help them do promo stuff. And so, so we cool. did we, that show ran for about five years and it was super wow. fun. Um, people love wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> then that show ended and all the wrestling guys from wrestling school had so much fun that like we want to do our own wrestling league. So yeah. they started theirs and then they invited a couple of dad's garage people cool. to join their league. And it was <laughs> I remember it was Ed Morgan's our, <laughs> artist, our education director. Yeah. I love Ed, but like I think we did our first we did our first like practice yeah. and he like he bumped a few times like nope I'm done I'm out <laughs> never <laughs> this hurts I'm not doing this anymore yeah. and I and I I was so uncomfortable and mm-hmm. I was not very coordinated Got it. and so and I would. My voice would shake because I was like nervous oh, about it. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, and so I'm like, well, I could either try to fix all this stuff or just make this my character. Yeah. So oh, that was my earthy. character was Timmy McClendon, <laughs> and he was a Make-A-Wish kid, <laughs> and he had wished to be a wrestler. Nice. And so and so nice. he would just come and hit all of his promos would be just like, I'm I'm Timmy and I'm gonna <laughs> kick some butt. So watch out, concrete gorillas. That so. So that was my wrestling persona oh for for three years, and it was super fun. Oh, man. But the guy who ran it, um, Steve Platinum, mm-hmm. like he he came from like an acting background. For okay. him. Wrestling was storytelling. Right, it was yeah. about physically sh- telling a story yeah, that cool. you know people have emotional investment in. Right, and so right. that was one of those things where like, yeah, that's what I like doing. I like telling stories in that's many cool. different ways.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome.
0: crazy. Yeah. So is is Timmy going to make a comeback anytime? Oh soon? no, <laughs> I'm <am laughs> future work.
3: I am too old.
0: Too old and too
3: fat for Timmy Clinton anymore.
0: Like I, I can see John writing like a real, dr- like a real drama, like, um, like, like the wrestler with Mickey. Yes. Sir.
1: About Timmy, Timmy Clinton. Oh my god.
3: This tragic that'd end in the great. ring.
1: That's your next story. Oh, there great. you go. I yeah. love that. Yeah. <laughs>
3: his battle with cocaine. Yeah. <laughs>
0: See, so every time we talk to you, you learn something totally new. That I know. I've had a, we've had a weird,
3: weird life. I've had a weird life. Well,
0: like, the first time we talked it was about the family of clowns. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And that's puppetry storytelling, too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally <laughs> We have, like, nine minutes left of your uh-huh. time, so um, go, Jamie. Ask some questions. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's cutthroat hair. Yeah, Why do you do that to me? <laughs> Um. Anything you want to know, right, Johnny? Yeah, Oops. anything.
3: <laughs> well, I'll, you know what? I'll, te- I'll tell you stuff. Yeah. Okay. You know? I have so much <laughs> stuff I want to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so one of the things that I've um, started dabbling in a little bit is um, is like uh, the literary scene. Okay. And cool. um, I don't know if you guys are familiar at all with Write Club.
0: I heard about it. I'm not familiar like yeah. exactly what they do.
3: If you if you get a chance, I highly recommend going to see Right Club. And Wright Club is a liter- literary storytelling show with a wrestling vibe. <laughs> oh, and cool. so it's um <laughs> it's a um like fun. Yeah, it's 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 <laughs> super fun. <laughs> and basically you get Two writers, and they each write a piece that 's like like night and day, one writes night, one' inspired oh, cool. by day, okay. and then they read the piece, and then the audience has to vote on which one they like best, Aww. and that sort of thing yeah, that's really awesome. and it's it's super fun and it 's super cool um and it 's one of the most nerve-wracking things <laughs> that i've ever done Cause I've yeah because it, it was yeah. it was scary for me because all of my experience had been like improv right. up until that point, yeah, yeah totally. and so like, the idea of, like, writing something. And yeah. I have seven minutes to read this thing. Okay. And if you're not laughing the first 30 seconds to a minute, I got six more minutes and right. you're just stuck. Like, yeah. <laughs> we, we can't. Yeah. You're just going <laughs> to stare at me awkward for six minutes as I read this thing that yeah. everyone hates. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was a scary thing. But it was it was a super um, exciting thing. And I think it was super important for me uh, when I did it because it was my first time reading something that was dramatic and not just funny. And Mm -hmm. I'm so used to like, I know something is good because people laugh. (laughs) And so if I don't get that that laughter reinforcement, it makes me super nervous (laughs) and I get the the nervous sweats. (laughs) Um, And so doing something that was like honest and transparent and not hilarious and just real in front of like 200 people, was scary but it was also cool because it let me know that like okay I can do other things and, like it was black nerd actually came from two Wright club pieces pieces that I had done oh, wow. oh. and they were two of the scenes were based on that and I kind of expanded that yeah. um and so it was such a cool experience but the thing about it is that um there are so many really cool stories and storytellers yeah. and people and so I'm a big believer in, like, not just pitching Red Club, but in pitching, like, hey, if you're in Atlanta, do something different. Yeah, go absolutely. to a show you don't know. Go to see something you haven't seen. Go see an mm-hmm. art form you haven't experienced before. Yeah. Because you're not going to feel comfortable because <laughs> yeah. that you, you're down to a new place. But when you're able to do that, you're able to, like stretch yourself as an artist Mm -hmm. even if you're not performing just seeing those types of things and getting some new ideas um i'm a (laughs) i i I like sketch but i'm not really a fan of sketch shows and the reason is because i feel like it's getting like i don't know if you're cousin or your brother's ever punched you in the shoulder over and over yeah, again my <laughs> and like <laughs> and <laughs> what happens is when they start punching you over and over your arm starts getting numb mm-hmm. and i feel like sketches something sometimes like that like it be the funniest sketch show in the world but if it's joke on top of joke on top yeah. of joke you start getting numb to it that's true mm-hmm. and so one of the things that like i like and has really been helpful is like inserting mm-hmm. drama and Quiet into my plays, nice. and so what that does is it makes the funnier parts funny That's because true. if you 're not being hit with jokes over yeah, and over there 's yeah. some time where we 're going to be quiet and we 're going to talk yeah. about something serious, and then we 're going to get back to the jokes, mm-hmm. and then you 're going to appreciate the jokes more yeah. because they and like but I could only do that because I also you know had experience with the literature literary club. And then there's the poetry community, which is amazing. Yeah. And there's, there's a visual arts community. And like yeah, the more you can go out and the more you can see, and the more you can support Atlanta, the more you can expand your own mind as an artist yeah. and do some really cool things. That's
0: great inspiration for me yeah. trying to get into the, to the biz. Yes, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
3: absolutely. Try a lot.
1: So how would you, uh, like, What? Would, how would you tell people to like find out about these different shows and stuff? Like, how, how do you get into the no? <laughs> <laughs>
3: there's there's a couple of ways. Um, creative loafing used to be that thing oh, yeah. for a lot of people. That's right. Um, yeah. It it's hasn't been that thing um, very much. But they do have like five things to do today um, email list that I actually really highly recommend because – there's it's always like here are five things Mm -hmm. that are happening tonight that you could check out and it's always cool to check out one of those things but really Mm -hmm. the real way to know about it is facebook and the way to get invited to that is meeting people Mm -hmm. and talking to people so like my (laughs) my suggestion for getting into the know is going to these shows and then talking to people yeah and like getting to know some friends and um hanging out with folks i'm a big proponent Drink at a bar. Go to a bar and drink <laughs> yeah. alcohol. Like, I've, I've come up with so many Good wonderful shows yeah. drinking with my <laughs> friends. And it's, and, I mean, and it's true because, like, one of the really cool things about this community is that it is a relationship-based community. Yeah. Hmm. Everybody, we're, we're not going to make a million dollars. No one's coming up with this, the next show that's going to be supporting them for the rest of their life. That's yeah. not going to happen. So the right. really the only reason to do it is it's because it's fun. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing more fun than doing things with your friends. Yeah. That's and true. that's what we're doing. We're yeah, we're we're cool. jumping around on stage, <laughs> making art, <laughs> making poetry, and we're doing with the people that we like doing it with. So be someone we like doing stuff with. Yeah. And I we'll make you do stuff with us.
0: Right, that makes all the difference. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like when you said get out there, I'm like, man, I have to get out of my pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, it's the worst. You have to turn off Netflix. I'm like so Getting lazy.
1: this guy to go anywhere is like Dude, uh, work.
0: on the, the weekends I'm like the laziest person you'd ever meet. Yeah. yeah. Like
1: yesterday we were home all day and he was like in heaven and I was like miserable. I was like, I want to go somewhere.
0: <laughs> yeah, because for people who don't know, like Jamie's like my best friend, and, yeah. we're, and we're roommates, so she knows, like, she
2: knows my. And he
1: was just like, "Today was great," and I was like, "I hated today." <laughs> <laughs> no, you gotta go out.
3: Yeah. I did axe throwing last weekend. Did you? Have you I, see I, I saw that. that. Yeah, pretty good. Oh, <laughs> really thank you. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I came. I was second like, place. that looks fun." Yeah. It's super fun. And
0: so, like, usually towards the end of our show, we like to do random ass questions. Beautiful. So we're gonna do three each, and then okay. do our super random questions. Sure. So, all right, here goes. What's the most random nickname? Oh, the most outrageous nickname you've had. Um, <laughs> uh,
3: it was Kevin calls me this. Uh, uh, he has. Um, oh man, it's because it's it's just the title of a song, oh, yeah. and I'm trying to remember what it is. Um,
0: <laughs> is it tiny dancer? No, it's not <laughs> tiny dancer.
3: <laughs> ah it's 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 gonna bug me (laughs) like now i I can't even i can't even remember but the joke is always my name is john but my nickname is john carr so everybody calls me john carr that's yeah that's my nickname
0: nice nice okay um
1: go-to reading material
3: go-to reading material (laughs) um uh wrestling websites
0: (laughs) i like to stay up on the news yeah Yeah. when you are being lazy what do Uh you like to do?
3: Um, I'm, uh, I'm a, I'm definitely a, v- a video game player. Cool. Um, and a, uh, and I, I like to read. I okay. like to so read, yeah. to
1: you know. Favorite veg out food?
3: Oh, veg out food. Oh, apple pie. Alright. Yeah.
0: Um, what's the one thing you have to get every time you go to the grocery store? Ooh, apple pie. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> fine, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, what would your superpower be?
3: Um, my superpower... Would be, uh, ooh, uh it would be the ability to read people's minds. That could be kind of disturbing. Yeah, you
1: would be. It's so interesting, though, right? Yeah, yeah.
3: I yeah. think I think I'd want to read people's minds. I feel like that would be the most useful, though. I think like day to day, right? Like yeah, like it would it would also only be used for like my personal gain. Dude, totally. Like it wouldn't be to help society. <laughs> no, of not. It'd just yeah. be to get better jobs yeah, and make okay. more money. <laughs>
1: And, like manipulate exactly yeah exactly figured out how to get those plays produced yes yeah. <laughs> it'll, be,
3: it'll only be used for jobs and getting laid that's all
2: <laughs> that's like all you need man. that's all I need yeah, that's all all, I'm a
0: simple man yeah, I, yeah. I, I need a job and to be getting laid there you go on a side note if everyone hasn't seen John dress as He-Man and, and uh, Ariel you gotta check that out See, he was
1: so excited when he dressed like as he saw your he He-Man he was I like oh my God, dressed as He-Man Dude, was great. It, it is
2: awesome. So, let
1: me oh,
3: tell you, it was that. the it was the laziest costume ever because I just ordered the He-Man costume oh, from yeah. Amazon, yeah. but it comes with all the muscles oh, and like, it and it's, really all, like- it's all it's, it's a like white guy muscles. So right, I just like right. I just went through <laughs> and literally cut out all the muscle parts and then duct <laughs> tape it is? to like make it tighter, and then that was my He-Man that was costume. Great. I love that. <laughs> it's the cheapest costume. Oh my it's oh Such a great costume.
0: All right, last question, ultimate question.
1: All right, this is serious. Okay.
0: I feel like he's answered before. I feel like maybe he probably has too, but
1: it's okay. Can unicorns fly? Why or why not?
3: Can unicorns fly? Mm -hmm. Uh, No, they cannot definitively. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, sir. (laughs) I'm (laughs) not even. I'm not even giving a reason. (laughs) No. I'm going to say it. A one hundred percent. Anyone who says something different, a liar. (laughs) Oh, I'm a liar. Oh
2: snaps. (laughs)
0: You <laughs> saw my disappointment. <laughs> so, so, so that comment was, was going straight yeah. to my face. I'm, I'm doubling that. down on <laughs> it. <laughs> no, well, thank you, John. It's awesome talking to you. for taking time out to hang with us. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So y- you want to, um, you know, promote anything that's coming out of your website or Facebook? Uh, or I or would about? say
3: the thing that I would say is um, keep, uh, keep a look. If you're not following the Alliance on Facebook, Um, A lot of my, like, community events are going to be events that I'm going to be pushing on Facebook. So, um, yeah, we got a lot of cool stuff coming up that's going to be a lot of fun. And if you haven't checked out the Alliance, it'll be a good way to, like, uh, introduce yourself to it and see something cool.
0: Sweet. Cool. Thank you so much. No problem. Yeah, thank you for joining us, guys. Uh, (laughs) Tune in next time. Bye.